Welcome to the Focus B Show, where Katie Stoddard, high performance coach, interviews experts around the world in performance and mindfulness. Now, here's your host, Katie. another episode of the Focus Bee Show. Today I'm here with Amanda Holst-Larsen. Amanda is an HR business partner for Pfizer with a particular focus on productivity and leadership. Thank you so much for joining the show, Amanda. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I know that you work a lot with life-work balance in terms of productivity. Could you tell us what you feel are the greatest contributors to life-work balance? So I think from uh, from a business perspective and from what I do at work, I I think you know working within HR, uh, creating a culture where that is uh, where that is uh, you know acceptable and that where you can find you can uh, schedule your your week and plan your week in a way that. It works best for you. So, um, so just a lot with the culture work, and also to, uh, you know, we we talk a lot about creating a culture where everyone can bring their whole self to work. Uh, so, and I think now life and work are merged together more than ever before. So I think you know one part of this is just leading by example, but also to encourage you know leaders and uh, colleagues to embrace wellness in their life and make room for meaningful work. So. Yeah, and, and, and you know, in practice, that can be a lot of things. Just uh, nurturing a culture where you have less meetings, you have you you spend less time in email, you make sure that you know everybody can find uh, time to breathe and reflect and and all that. So there's, I, I think, a lot to it. Uh, yeah, I really like what you're saying about making time to reflect. I think that's super important, and that's definitely a key asset. To, having some balance in our life in general. I'm also wondering when you said embrace wellness, I think that's a lovely way of saying it. Could you give a few practical tips or ideas so the listeners can think how they can embrace wellness in their lives? Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, at Pfizer, we we have a lot of walk and talks and we had that even before this pandemic and where everybody is working remote. So just whenever there is a time, we have a meeting that you don't have to be sitting by your computer. Uh, we encourage people to transform it to a walk and talk. Uh, so, and, and be very clear, like write that in the agenda, uh, be very, you know, make sure that people do that and don't feel bad about it, but just uh, finding the time to do that. And also, yeah, so that's, I guess that's one example. Uh, how we do it. Uh, you know, wellness can be a lot of things, both mindfulness and it can be, um, you know, it's a, it's a whole package, uh, but, you know, making sure that they, everybody can learn a lot and uh, develop. So you, yeah. Nice. I like what you're saying also about the mindfulness aspect of things. Do you have your own mindfulness practice or meditation practice in your life? Uh, yeah, so for, for me, I uh, at Pfizer, we, we actually do it a lot in groups. So when we have bigger, maybe conferences, etc., we always start with mindfulness. Uh, but for me personally, I, 
I, I start my day in, you know, maybe meditation and prayer and, and having that kind of a routine in the morning. Uh, so that's how I how I implement it in my personal life. That's really nice. I actually also start the day with meditation. Uh, I think it's a lovely way to start the day. I'm wondering, do you feel that mindfulness and meditation are related to productivity? Do you feel more productive because you have a mindfulness or meditation practice? Yeah, I I, I think it, I, for me it's uh, the, the focus and you know knowing my why and knowing where I'm going and how my day is going to be. I think that not just the meditation and uh, and that part, but also you know having a good morning routine and making sure that I know what the day will hold uh, and feel not surprised by the next thing on my agenda, but that it is. Um, yeah, that I'm in, in control in a way. So uh, I think the whole morning routine is one part that uh, is very beneficial both for uh, productivity, but also finding the, the, the balance in life and making sure that all, all that uh, I want to have in my day is there. Yes, that makes sense. And it's true what you're saying about the schedule and the planning. If you know what the day holds, you're a lot more likely to be productive and you can also anticipate things. What is it that you that you do specifically in the morning? If you wouldn't mind sharing some of your morning routine, I know it's a topic I'm really interested in, and maybe some people listening are thinking, "Oh, what's her great morning routine? I also want to do this in my yeah. daily life." Yeah. So for, for me, it differs a little bit. I have small child, so not every day can be as I wish it would be, you know. But my uh, my I. If I could, I would like to exercise in the morning. I like to go running, uh, but that's not always possible now. But it was easier before. Uh, but I always read a little bit. I reflect. I look at what my day will look like and make sure that I can walk into the day, you know, calm. Uh, and I have also implemented uh, one part of my morning routine where I, you know, where I'm thankful and I, uh, you know, yeah, I remind myself. Uh, or why I'm thankful because I think that many times we can forget and we just walk on and we we focus on you know problems and things we need to solve but not always just uh, breathing and uh, thinking of the things that we actually have because even in hard seasons there's things to uh, to hold on to that is uh, good and and healthy I believe. Yes that really really is a nice way of putting it I think having a gratitude practice can really help to acknowledge the abundance that is always already in our lives and yeah. it's we have a tendency to focus on what's missing by default <laughs> I think we're genetically wired that way so it's nice to appreciate what we already have so I totally share that with you I write the five minute journal do you have this it's like a five minute gratitude journal that's really nice to write down the yeah. things you're grateful for what you want to happen during the day and an affirmation yeah yeah so really nice to hear about your morning routine to come back to the life work balance what are the main struggles that you see for example at Pfizer or around you what what do people struggle with most I, I, I think now in this time when we you know we have technology in a different way than we've had uh, previously and 
you know, we can work anywhere at any time. And I think that's a great asset. But I also think that it, it does require people to take even high responsibility uh, to lead themselves, lead their week and, and plan each week in a healthy and productive way. And I, I also believe we need to review our ways of working regularly uh, to make sure it's healthy. Because for, for me, you know, I, I see personally, I see my work and my you know private life as a whole for me it doesn't work so well to just split them up and have um, this is my private this is but I want to be who I am wherever I go and then so when it comes to 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 planning um, you know and find the balance I need I need to include things both uh, you know collaboration and focus work and reflection but also the personal things uh, with family or uh, recharging and hobbies etc so I think that's where I've seen also that people struggle to, to find this balance uh, because it's easy that work takes overhand or something else takes overhand but to uh, to kind of uh, look look again and see where how is this balance at the moment and to do that regularly uh, I think that's where people struggle. Yes, reviewing regularly and checking where you're at and what can be improved and what work means now. I think all of these things are really important. I'm also wondering now that people are working a lot from home, what do you feel helps them to find this balance? Because it can be very tricky if, you know, if they have a partner or family and everyone's working from home. What do you feel helps them to be more productive but also feel better and have this balance? When I speak to people, I feel like it's some people love this and feel like it's so much more easy and they don't have to travel and all that. And others are struggling more because they might have uh, kids home or more people working in the same house. Uh, but I think that just one thing to to during this remote season is, you know, it, it, what I said before with walk in talks and taking meetings outside and trying to change the environment and move around in your house. Um, but another thing that I've uh, that I think is what you can you can do with both yourself, but also if you're leading others, is to uh, help people uh, think about when they have their window of uh, productivity. I believe that we are you know we are different. Some people are very productive and have a lot of energy in the mornings, while others are uh, way better in the afternoon or evening. So and there's not a right and wrong way. We're all different, and that's good. But I think that it's important to help people find where when they are most productive and to kind of treasure that time. So if for me personally, I'm very productive in the morning. So I make sure to not have a lot of, you know, not I, 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 in a way I schedule maybe more difficult tasks than where I need to really focus because then I know I can get it done and it's not going to be too difficult for me. But I, but I'm not if we at like maybe 3 p.m., that's not my prime time. And I know that, so I will make sure that what I put between maybe 3 and 5, that's not, that, that is things that I can do, even if my energy and my, you know, focus is not my highest. So I think that some people know when, when to, how to kind of plan their day, depending on when they have their, you know, window of productivity or how, however you want to call it. But I think that's, uh, another thing uh, that can help people absolutely I think this is so important and I like the way you frame it your window of productivity I generally think of 
the times where you're most productive, but this is a really nice expression, your window of productivity. And I know that when I discovered this, it changed a lot and also happened with some of my clients. And I feel that we're not always taught to look at our time from an energy perspective, as in, when do I have most energy? Therefore, I will achieve more. We often think, how long will it take to do this one task? And then it doesn't, we don't always take into consideration when to put it in the calendar. But maybe if you were doing it at 3 p.m., it would take you two hours. Maybe if you did it at 9 a.m., it would take you one. So it's actually very dependent on the energy. So I really Mm. love this part. I think it's really Mm. nice. I want to move on a bit to the topic of leadership because I know you focus on productivity and leadership. How do you feel they relate? Because I do something very similar, which is high performance and leadership. And productivity is a big part of high performance. So I can see a link in my own mind, but I'm curious as to where do you feel they connect? I think they connect a lot. Uh, I think that even if, I think we are all examples to somebody and that uh, somebody will look at us and, and imitate. So even if you're a, you know, formal manager to somebody or if you're leading a project whatever it is people will have their eyes on you and I think that as a leader we need to live by example and show show people that you know you can be in charge of your time and your well-being and find a good work-life balance uh, and still be high performing I think it doesn't have to be one or the other so I think that's one way to just uh, being responsible for ourselves and showing that and then helping others on the way. So that's, if you look at it on a leadership perspective, but also I think in business that, uh, you know, increasing the, the transparency is another part. If it's, you know, if it can be shared, why, why keep it a secret? So to, to include people and to encourage people to bring their whole self to work and also, uh, yeah, to, to, to coach people in that. Uh, so I think that there's, leadership and uh, productivity is closely connected and I think that it's something that we can continue working on um, yeah I, it's interesting what you're saying about increasing the transparency and so do you feel then that if leaders and managers or the chief executive officer if they are more transparent do you feel that that encourages more productivity in the company yeah, I would say so. Yeah, interesting. That's like a really interesting point. I've never thought of it that way. Do you feel that it's because the employees then are in an environment of trust and they're more trusting and therefore they can maybe share when they're struggling and they can perform at a better level? Do you feel this is how it's related? Yeah, and yes, exactly. And also that, you know, when 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 there is a transparency in the culture and, and in a group and where then people know where what is happening and it's not gonna people don't have to spend time wondering why why are they doing that and what what's happening and if there's some other reason for us you know doing in a certain way but it's very open and honest and trust is it's built on trust so uh, yes absolutely I like this uh, aspect of trust. Let's let's dive in a bit deeper. In terms of leadership, when you look at leadership as a whole, what do you feel, aside from transparency that you just mentioned, what do you feel creates an environment of trust? 
maybe it's a little bit connected to to um, uh, to transparency, but I think that just the way that we communicate uh, and the the way we let people speak. Everybody in a group might not be the same. We have, if we speak about introverts and extroverts, and we have, everybody is different. And just making a, a, a culture and in a group or whatever it is that, you know, every, that you can be different and that it's okay to, and you let people speak up and you help people to speak and you, you, you include people. So I think that's uh, also another way to, uh, to, to work on the ways we're communicating in, in that also when, it, when it's, you know, feedback culture and uh, uh, yeah, helping each other grow and encouraging each other, etc. That's very nice, the support and the encouragement. What sort of ways can help people to have feedback? Because you mentioned feedback right now, and I know it's a really interesting and important topic in terms of high performance, productivity, leadership. So what sort of ways is feedback the most useful inside the company or in general, you feel? I think that it needs to start with relationships so that it's... A if you and me are uh, working together, then I'm, I think that it needs to be the right person to, to come and give a feedback. And when I speak about feedback, it doesn't have to be, you know, this you need to work on or whatever. It's more just lifting a person. And I would argue that many times it's better to, to, to start with giving positive feedback and, you know, building people up and, and helping them in that way. So I think that it's to, to start uh, with the relationships you have and start building relationships in your business. So maybe you have a few that you are close with or that you feel like you can open up to and discuss and maybe be honest and transparent with, but to, to maybe try and increase that a group uh, and it also cross-functional. So not if I'm HR, I don't have to be only within HR, but also to, to build strong relationships with other areas of the business. Um, that's very nice. I feel the, the way you're talking about this and to build these honest relationships with people also touches quite a bit on vulnerability. The way yeah. you're saying this and the way you open up. Can you say a few more words on how you feel we can be more vulnerable and how we can be more open with others to build these relationships? Yeah, I think that if you're a leader, then if you are open and vulnerable and willing to share and being a little personal sometimes and showing that I, I did not do this the best way, then I, I think that will, uh, you know, build a culture where other people can do that as well. So I think just uh, listening and not interrupting and, and having, yeah, yeah, you know, making, making room in, in your team meetings or how, whenever you meet to actually open up. Uh, and yeah, I think I think and sometimes that's difficult because we, we can't control those conversations because we don't always know what's going to come up. But to to um, be brave and and take that and 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 lift people up, and even if the the area might not be work related to you know, that it will make a team grow. I believe. Yes, it's such a good point in terms of the vulnerability and how that links to trust. It's not something people talk about. And I love the fact that you just mentioned also being brave because that's related. If we're willing to be vulnerable, we also have to be 
brave enough to speak up or to admit our mistakes. That was also a fantastic example. And I think that we're more likely to trust someone if they admit that they've failed or made a mistake than if they pretend to be perfect all the time, then it won't gain our respect as much. I think that's a really valid and important point. And regarding uh, leadership, I'm wondering, do you have any advice or tips on people who want to improve their self-leadership? Because I know that before we can lead others, we have to manage to lead ourselves. I think this is such an interesting topic. So what sort of advice would you have for people who want to improve their self-leadership? So I think that my, my advice in this actually is connected to both productivity and well-being and uh, and back to the planning and uh, knowing both what are maybe take some time and think of what are my long-term and short-term goals uh, and also maybe aligning them to your calendar and seeing is so what am i what, what where are my time actually going is it where i'm where is, is it where i wish it was and if if not, and even if it is, then there's always adjustments to do, but to find a few things and fo to focus on for maybe four weeks. So let's say I'm um, sleep or uh, food or, you know, exercise or focus time, reflection, um, collaboration. It could be anything, but just uh, always improving, improving that. And I think that when it comes to, we are all different here and we have different preferences some are very you know they like to have everything planned and others doesn't and I think that that's also okay to be as as you are uh, but I think that this is not a thing where you do it once and then it's done it's I think this is an experimentation you you we need to continue to experiment and see because seasons in seasons we differ there's will be seasons where what worked last year might not work next so to to experiment and find things that can improve that and and because i think that to having that balance in life uh, is the foundation of self-leadership and that's uh, yeah so i think just just reviewing that and taking some time to do that because even if it, we're in a busy season then maybe that's when we need it most yes that's really wonderfully put I feel that having that balance and knowing the goals you're aiming for and doing that process regularly can help you both with your productivity, your well-being, and also having one thing to focus on, as you mentioned. So focusing just on the exercise or on how you're eating at different moments is really essential to lead ourselves, to manage our self-leadership and also to inspire others. As you mentioned at the beginning, leading by example is also a really important point hmm. we've we're coming to the end of the episode amanda is there anything else that you feel that we haven't covered that you would like to share with the listeners anything regarding a few tips on productivity or leadership or something that you feel could be beneficial no, maybe i can just underline again with the experimentation and that we are uh, everybody is experimenting or should and also that it's we don't have to do it right the first time it's better to try and then maybe it doesn't work and then we try something new but to always to don't not be afraid of failing but wanting to experiment in that could be our 
you know how you want to work with your own your own ways there's a lot of different productivity strategies and there's a, a somebody's work life balance everybody's work life balance looks different some you know the balance between the different areas is not going to be the same for everybody to look at uh, ourselves and, and try each day and uh, experiment and uh, realize that we're not we're not in the end this is a long run and we are um, we want to last for a lifetime i've seen many people you know working harder and harder and more and more and instead of that freeing up time it may lead to them you know being burned out or uh, that they get even more things on their plate so just to it is important to to this topic is very important and I love speaking about it, um, but it's also no right and wrong way. So I guess that's so true, so true. No right or wrong way, and I love experimentation. I've uh, experimented a lot also in my life, and I've seen the benefits of being willing to fail and being willing to stand up and try again and try something new and different till we find something that works first for a given amount of time and then try again because as you said earlier during the podcast episode that we go through different seasons so it's important to constantly be experimenting and innovating so thank you for sharing that extra tip I think it's super valuable thank you well uh, where can people find you Amanda uh, I, I guess the best the best way is on on LinkedIn Perfect, perfect. I'm going to put your contact in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all of your insights on life work balance and productivity and leadership. It was really great to have you here today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Focus B Show. We would love to hear your feedback. Let us know in a review how this episode inspired you. Keep buzzing. 